0: Hello, this is Rabbi Mordechai Fleischer of the Denver Community Kollel, bringing you this week's Thought on the Parsha. This week's Parsha, Parsha Strumah, begins our journey through the creation, construction of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, which, as Hashem tells Moshe, will be a place where Hashem's presence will reside among the Jewish people. There's a very interesting halacha, a law, that is inferred from the context of the Mishkan, and that is a law that is mentioned in the Talmud Yerushalmi in the Jerusalem Talmud where it says an idea that what the spot where the crushing, the crushing were the pillars, wooden pillars that were put together side by side to create the walls of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle. And the Yerushalmi, the Jerusalem Talmud, infers from the verbiage used in the verse that whatever spot a particular pillar was placed in, it always got that spot again. Uh, and so if a particular pillar was placed on the northern side of the tabernacle, it would always go on the northern side. If it was on the southern side, it always went on the southern side. And there are certain advantages from a sanctity standpoint of the northern side, certain reasons why it has certain spiritual advantages. The southern side has certain spiritual advantages the east, the west, and so on. And so any pillar that was placed in a particular spot has, so to speak, earned the right to remain to be in that spot, and therefore it does not get moved from that original spot. And from this we, we learn an idea that when an item is placed in a particular location, uh, it's no simple matter to relocate it to a different location elsewhere uh, because it has, so to speak, earned the right to be in that spot. So, for example, there are halakhic sources that say that when one constructs a sukkah, the boards that are placed on one side, north, south, east, west, should be put it back in the same spot because... As I mentioned, there are spiritual advantages to different sides of east, west, north, south. And so once it's earned the right, so to speak, or earned the right, or or has uh, taken that position, it it is entitled to reclaim that position again later. And this idea is extrapolated in varying degrees to people who are given a particular position as well. That if a person has a particular position, be it a a literal, physical, geographical position—a spot, perhaps in a shul, in a in a synagogue, where they sit, or perhaps a position in terms of uh, being a let's just say a cantor, being the chazan for the prayers, or similar things. Uh, it's no simple matter to remove the person from that post. Once the person is installed in that position and is regarded as being the person who, so to speak, owns, who has been given the right to that position it is not a simple matter to just say well we don't want you anymore and we are removing you from that position. Now, of course if a person has a contract and the contract expires or there's a breach of contract, that's a different story but there are many halochas discussed about a person who for example leads the prayer services, the chazan, during the high holy days on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur and it's no simple matter to just replace that individual with someone else and let's just focus on this idea uh, from a sensitivity standpoint and the lesson that it can bring for us. Very often in society, we look at people who have a position and we say, well, you know, I think, I think we could do better with someone else. And there is a process then of replacing the individual with someone whom uh, the people in charge have decided could do a better job. But very often, the person who is doing the job is doing okay, perhaps not super duper, but he's, he's doing an okay job. Just the grass is greener on the other side. People think, they can do better with someone else. And so they just move to remove the person who's there right now and put someone else in his place. According to Allah, and certainly according to Muser, according to uh, Jewish ethics, one must be very, very careful before removing a person from a position because he has essentially been placed and installed in that position. It's no simple matter to remove the individual from the position that he has been given. And if we are worried about pillars in the mishkan or boards in the sukkah, having been given a position and thus having a right to that spot, how much more so must must we be careful with a human being who has real feelings and may very well be insulted or hurt, Uh, and very often that is indeed the case, that we must be very careful when dealing with these kinds of situations. And sometimes, indeed, there is a need to remove a person from a position. Sometimes you have a cantor who has become older and has lost his skills and is just not getting the job done. So it is necessary to remove that person. Sometimes you have a uh a, a Balkare, person who reads in the Torah, who for whatever reason is not getting the job done anymore, and it's necessary to, to replace him. And even if it is absolutely necessary, because he's not getting the job done, how much sensitivity we need to do these things in order to make sure that we are not hurting that person's feelings. Because if we need to be sensitive to the rights of a bunch of wooden poles, okay, again, wooden poles don't have rights, but again, the idea that it has, so to speak, been given that position and it has the right to that spot, how much more so must we be careful with uh, the feelings of human beings who are a lot more sensitive than boards of a sukkah or pillars in a mishka? I hope you enjoyed this message, and I wish you a wonderful Shabbos.